0: Hey everyone, do you want to get inspired? I want to get inspired. Let's everybody just get inspired. Miracle Mondays. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Miracle Mondays. I'm your host, Tony, and guess who's here with me? It's Derek. Say hi, Derek. Hello. There's Derek. Uh this week um we're doing a story that takes place in Sydney, Australia. Good I (laughs) might! I literally wrote that down. Good I might. Oh wow. Yeah. So now you got my um you got my Australian accent there. Did pretty good, I thought. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty damn good. Uh this story, uh, like I said, takes place Sydney, Australia, March twenty fifth, two thousand ten. Uh, there's a husband and wife, David and Kate Og. They are soon due for their twin babies to make an entrance into the world. Kate is at the tail end of her second trimester, so trimesters, let's see here, the first trimester breaks, you know, breaks up around, like, what, week 13, something in there? I think that's the end of the first trimester, and then it goes to, like, shit, like, 14 weeks to, I think, tw- the end of 27 weeks. So, like, right before your 28th week. And then your last trimester is the 28th week to 39th, 39th. week. Something like that. So, she's at the very tail end of her second trimester. Uh, she's about a week shy. Like, not week as in, like, seven days a week. Like, five five days shy of her third trimester. So, she's right about 27 weeks along with her twins. Um, It's not abnormal to go into labor early with twins. However, 27 weeks is still pretty early. Um, It's kind of a gamble at that point, kind of what's going to happen. Like some babies are fine and some aren't, although they're very small. Um, So around 27 weeks, she ends up going into labor and needs to get to the hospital for delivery. Um, She arrives safely, Uh, Kate delivers the twins. She has a girl, which they uh, name Emily, and a boy, which they name Jamie. Um, Now, Emily does great through the birthing process, and all seems to be fine with the baby girl. But Jamie, the boy, is in distress. Doctors soon realize that little Jamie is not breathing and start to begin CPR uh, on, on the little baby. And again, so I actually had a cousin who had twins, a boy and a girl, Um, and they were born pretty early. I'm not sure. I think it was right around this time too, right around the 27, 28 weeks. And I actually have a picture somewhere of me with them. And I mean, they fit in the palm of my hand, you know, like they're like the size of a little puppy or something. I mean, they're tiny. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So they're, they're very small. Um, so they're doing, you know, imagine trying to do CPR on this tiny little baby, you know, that's. Like, look at my hand. Like, I don't have a very big hand, but, you know.
1: Roughly six inches long.
0: Right. So, or imagine trying to do CPR on a baby whose face is probably the size of your mouth or something. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Tiny. Um, so, anyway, they start doing CPR on baby Jamie. Uh, they do CPR on his tiny little body for about 20 minutes trying to resuscitate him, but far- unfortunately were unable to revive him. Um, so doctors then have the difficult task of telling David and Kate that their son didn't make it. So I just, I I mean, I obviously personally have not gone through this, but I, I've had like early miscarriages and even that in itself is really mentally just complete fuckery. Like it totally fucks with your head if you've ever had one. You know what I'm talking about. It sucks. It literally makes you think, wow, I can't even do the one fucking thing that I was literally designed to do, which is conceive and birth a child. Yeah. That is a really hard fuckery mentally. It's just awful. So being able to have this baby, well, two babies... And then one doesn't make it. Like, I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Because on one hand, you're wanting to celebrate the life of your living child that did make it. Yet, you have your other child who's still not with you. So, like, how do you balance those emotions? I can't even imagine what that must have felt like for, you know, not only the dad, but, like, the the mom who's probably, I don't know, I guess I don't know what kind of birth she had, if she had drugs or of any kind or whatever, but the emotions that come with that, because you literally grew that whole baby inside you, and now, for whatever reason, moments ago inside you it was living and moving and whatever, and now it's just not. Like, I can't imagine the heartache that they're going through. And especially when they have one child who did make it. Like, it's not just a... Grieving and you know what I mean Like they're they're wanting to be happy That they have their baby girl too So I just That would be really hard for me to imagine And I I hope that I never have to Hope that no one ever has to but
1: just, Yeah that's a terrible Scenario to have happen that's you'd never plan for that right. To happen at all Right anyway. exactly
0: obviously they were not planning For this but I just couldn't imagine Like it would be different I think If obviously if both survived, that's the best ideal and situation that could happen and it would be joyous and amazing. Or if both were lost, you know, then you're just free to grieve. But to have the weird split emotions like that, because one is alive and one is not, how hard that must be mentally, emotionally, physically for these parents. Just wanted to go over that because wow, I just... How hard? Um, So... Kate and David wanted to spend a little time alone with their deceased son. So the nurse brings his body in and places him on Kate's, on Kate's chest. Um, Kate and David decide, you know, that this is their time to say their goodbyes and, you know, everything that they, you know, couldn't and won't get to experience now, they're trying to say goodbye and let go with their son, um, as they're, leave- as they're grieving the loss of their infant, saying their final farewells, they realize that he starts to twitch a bit. Um, he's been still and unmoving now for about five minutes, but they're sure that they just saw him twitch. Hmm. Which, um, and doctors and nurses confirm this too, and I can attest to this, after someone passes away, that is not abnormal. You still have, like, energy kind of... Floating through your body and, and in your muscles. So you will move sometimes. You sometimes will, as, as kind of scary as it is for people who haven't experienced it, you can open your eyes even. You can yeah. have breath that comes up, like stuff that happens. Involuntary
1: responses right exactly. your body. Like just
0: neuro you know synopsis in the brain. I don't know what it is. Just energy trapped in muscles. It does happen. So they alert the medical staff and are told that sometimes this happens after death and it's just natural reflexes and not a sign of life. Um, the parents ask for a bit more time as they aren't ready to let him go yet, you know, rightfully so. I don't know that I, I don't know, again, I I don't even want to put myself in that situation. But I think that I'd be a hot motherfucking mess. Like, you'd have to pry that baby out of my arms. And I'd probably have to be committed for at least a short time there because I, I, I wouldn't, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle that well. Anyway, a few minutes ended up turning into a couple hours. Uh, after an amount, of, after this amount of time, uh, they look down and realize that the baby Jamie now has his eyes opened. Um, somewhat shocked, they call for the medical team who is still reassuring them this can happen. And like I said, I've actually experienced this with, you know, when I worked in the nursing home, we dealt with people passing all the time. And I remember one time a lady physically vomited after she had passed away that, I mean, and I, at this point I was very experienced with, cleaning bodies up and getting them ready for, uh, you know, the family to come see them or the coroner or whoever was coming. We always had to, like, clean them up and make them look somewhat presentable no matter who was coming to get them. And I had a lady that literally threw up. And it scared the living shit out of me. And, you know, so literally so much can happen after death. So, again, this isn't abnormal for something like this to happen. Um, so the hospital is still reassuring them that everything's fine. This is normal. But the couple is like, no. Nah. Like, because I, I, from the sounds of the things that I was reading, I don't think the medical staff actually, like, came in to physically see what they're talking about. I'm guessing one of two things happened is either, you know, like, in the hospital you have your, your call button. And a lot of hospital beds now, I guess 2010, I guess I don't know if they were all like this at this time. But you could push a button on, like, the railing of your bed and a speaker would come on and they'll just say... Oh. Is there something that you need? Yeah. Or you know, what can I help you with? I've had that in a few of my hospital stays, um, with surgeries and stuff. And I, I I'm, I'm guessing either that happened, or maybe like the dad went out and to like the nurses station was like, look, this is what's happening. So at this point, I don't think anyone's physically seen baby Jamie, but the mom and dad are like, no, this something like he's he's here, you know? Yeah. So they really want the doctor to physically come and look at baby Jamie. And so they lie and say that they're ready to part with him now. So that way someone comes in. So I'm guessing the hospital is probably busy or whatever. So they just like weren't coming in. Yeah. But now that they're like, okay, yep, we're ready. Yep, you can take him. And so they lie and say, yep, we're ready for you to come get him. So this was a ruse to get the medical staff to come in there and take a look at baby Jamie. Once the doctor arrived, according to od.com so it's oddee.com so according to the article on there the doctor quote got a stethoscope listened to Jamie's chest and just kept shaking his head saying I don't believe it I don't believe it <laughs> uh stillbirths account for about 24,000 deaths each year which
1: damn that's I mean a lot. I
0: mean realistically that's not a lot given how many people yeah. are on the planet and how many live births are each year but to think twenty four thousand babies die each year is like ugh, I just it's that's horrible um that's equivalent to about one in one hundred and sixty live births hmm. <clears throat> most stillborns are dead before labor begins, though, yeah, but Jamie died during labor, which usually even if revived, will die again shortly afterwards um. Jamie, though, is now a healthy young kid and made, like, a full recovery. So the thing that I find so amazing about this is that there's been studies done on, um, you know, the... What do you call that? Putting
1: the baby... You're putting the baby uh, on your skin chest. To skin. The skin-to-skin
0: skin contact. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of research done uh, on that and has... I mean, there's, like, remarkable things being done with that and whatever, so... I mean, just think for a second, what if that couple hadn't kept baby Jamie as long as they had? You know what I mean? What if they just straight they
1: just up? They it. Like, oh, okay. Well. Yeah.
0: What if they just straight up? Because some parents don't want to see their baby. You yeah, know what I mean? Some, pe-
1: some, people, some people, just people are let just let like, taken away. take away. the baby and yep. they don't even see the baby until they get a, a, a nap in and everything.
0: Right. But I'm saying like, if, okay, say I'm in labor, I have this baby, it's stillborn, I'm upset And I'm just like, nope, I don't even want to know what it looks like. I don't want to see it. A lot of parents do that. Yeah. And I'm not sure, like, what the hospital's protocol is. Like, how quickly after a stillborn, you know, after they take the baby away, are things done? You know, because I don't know if babies, they don't have the choice to be organ donors. Maybe they, maybe the parents decide. I I don't know how any of that works. I don't know how long afterwards, like, they start. The process of disposing of the body of the baby or not. Like, I don't know all that. Uh, But they put the baby on her. He twitches. That's not necessarily a sign of life, right? But, you know, the few minutes that she spent with him on her chest ended up turning into a few hours. Then it happened. So, you know, theoretically, what if a few hours, you know, a few hours, wherever the baby was taken away if it was a stillborn baby and the mother and father didn't want to see him, you know, and, but things had already been done. Like it's too late. They already started their
1: Right. Yeah. I hate saying
0: that because it sounds morbid (laughs) as fuck, but the disposal process, you know, of the body, um, you know, like the what ifs there, you know what I mean? I, I mean, that's just hard to think about. And knowing that this couple, who ended up spending hours with their deceased son and it ended up him coming back to life and and remaining alive what if that was like a standard thing you know that, that
1: yeah they just happen. tried that out and rather than just um right. giving up right away
0: right like you know, let's like we try wait this two like, hours yeah like we with have like skin contact right like we have a couple hour you know minimum of skin to skin contact but again that i mean i know that that's one of those you know, it's like well, a, the
1: mom would have to want to do it.
0: Right, and and or the dad or whatever yeah. because that's such a hard spot to ask the parent to be in. Yeah. It's kind of like the abortion topic. Like, you know, you could go all over the board here because there's so many possibilities and emotions and all this shit involved. Like, you know, this woman just went probably through hours, sometimes even days of labor yeah. to have a stillborn child. And then they're asking her... Take this deceased child when she's already literally physically, emotionally, and mentally tapped, yeah, to just hold her deceased child. Like, I can imagine an uproar about that being a, a standard protocol. However, if you know, there's studies done where this is like kind of a not necessarily a common theme, but can happen given the time when you want to try. But like I said, I couldn't ever imagine putting myself in those shoes and I don't ever want to, but it's just, it's crazy to think about, Yeah, you know, that there is this possible opportunity of saving the baby, but obviously that there's still the flip side where it doesn't work out too. Yeah. It's just, that's crazy. I I don't know. It's just, this is a hard one to mentally uh, think about. You know, putting yourself in these parents' shoes or whatever.
1: But. Well, I know that it's definitely been proven that, like, orphans and uh, other kids that become wards of the state as babies, as infants, that if they're not held and given love, they almost always turn out to have serious problems. Right. Uh, you know, because of that lack of love. From, uh, from being a newborn. It's proven that without that, you're basically ruining the kid's life, pretty much.
0: Right, yeah. Like, w- yeah, if they don't get that initial comfort and love as an infant, like, that shows in early childhood and yeah, and, and throughout their life that...
1: Just, like, fractures something in the right, kids that like, makes it's just, them fucked up for life.
0: Right, like, they don't know how to feel emotions and stuff and and whatever yeah that i mean that's very true
1: so may, so maybe the fact of the opposite you know for a a baby who's possibly stillborn giving that that the love of the mother or father with skin to skin contact could have some uh, healing effects upon the the, the you know cuz lots of stillborns don't, don't they don't even know why it happened you know it's just like an right. anomaly kind of
0: right well and that's the thing i mean birth though you know beautiful and messy at the same time is kind of traumatic too i mean the process of it so well, yeah like, a lot of babies go through a process of like lack of oxygen during that process too usually it's just it's quick so it doesn't affect them you know but if they go without oxygen too long like they can have all kinds of um, issues. I, I can't remember if it's cerebral palsy. There's something that can happen from lack of oxygen during the birthing process that will lead to something like that, some sort of um, disability like that. If they they go without oxygen too long, um, but yeah, and I think I think it was this case. I think there's a picture. I'll have to put I'll put it on the Instagram one. But I believe that the mom, Kate, at one point like grabs her husband and is like, "You're gonna help me," and he takes his shirt off too, and he they're both holding and hugging this baby. You know, to, so it's not just her doing skin to skin contact. It's both of them like
1: putting all of
0: their love and intention and warmth on this baby, you know, to, yeah, saying their goodbyes and stuff. So, um, it obviously had an amazing effect because that, like the doctor said, that's kind of unheard of. Usually, if they do revive themselves, they'll usually pass away again because there's something that's just wrong, yeah. you know, with, with the baby or whatever.
1: Being so premature anyway is still. Right, uh, exactly.
0: That's still really early, you know? So it is definitely a miracle, but definitely I couldn't imagine being put in that spot, you know? And, yeah. And that would be really hard. But again, it, it comes back to the thing where, like I said before, there are no coincidences because this couple, you know, they just wanted a few extra minutes. That turned into hours. Yeah. I mean, like things just lined up right for this to happen. You know, it's just, it's one of those, another one of those things that it just makes me more and more, uh, a believer in a lot of this and, and in God and everything else because sometimes even though there's darkness that surrounds a situation, it seems like if it's not quite meant to be, like all these little things will just line up just right where it's like, that normally wouldn't happen. Like, normally, the doctors are going to be in there like, hey, maybe it's time, you know? Like, Yeah,
1: almost forcing it.
0: Right, exactly. Like, there's, I, I don't know, there's just a lot of things that really um, don't make sense. But they do. I mean, they do in the end, when you think about it, it, it makes out perfectly right. why it happens. It's just, in normal situations, in a hospital setting or whatever, like, The protocols that they have, usually this wouldn't have happened, but it just worked out just right, you know? Yeah. And obviously this is awesome, and thank God that he's okay, and... What year was this? 2010.
1: Oh, so the kid's 11. 11,
0: yeah. So, but yeah, so... And that's the other thing, too. Like, how would that have affected his twin sister? Because there's all that research and stuff, and twin whatever, they have that weird bond and stuff. Like, um I've actually read articles before about similar situations happening. Either they, uh, a twin had died at birth or at some point during the life. And, like, even if the twin at birth had died, like, the other twin grew up, like, feeling completely out of place and, like, you know, knowing something was wrong, like, their whole life type yeah. of thing. Like, there's all kinds of weird studies done on twins with that type of stuff. And, like, maybe maybe it was for her sake that he made it you know who knows what his life path is meant meant for but obviously it's for something great so
1: yeah it's crazy i wonder what he's up to now and um, hell of a story for the family that's for sure right
0: that's crazy and for the hospital and just yeah. all kinds of stuff it's pretty remarkable
1: Although, I guess when the kid's being bad, like, man, you're lucky. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know if you know how much I've done for you, but, Right, uh... like,
0: I brought your motherfucking (laughs) ass back to life, bitch! (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding, the kid's not a bitch, I'm just saying. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, that is, uh... So, yeah, that's this week. Uh, next week, we will be in Vegas celebrating our 10-year vow renewal thing, anniversary, wedding anniversary... We are going to try to find out and figure out a way to post the episode while we're gone. Because we don't technically get back till really late on, what, uh, the next Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah,
1: the next Tuesday.
0: The next Tuesday, so the 29th. So we're t- going to try to find out a way, if we can, to give you your episode on time. Otherwise, might be looking at the next Wednesday. So just keep that in mind uh, if you're tuning in. We'll see what we can do. Hopefully we can get it figured out for you guys. Next week, so I already have the story for next week ready. And it's just kind of funny. Like, there's just some debate around it. Anyway, I won't give it away or anything, but I'm just looking forward to telling that one just because I thought it was interesting, I guess, to say the least.
1: Because we'll have to wait to see.
0: Yes. And then the one after that is going to be kind of a tangent off of that one. So I've got things, got things going. Just gotta figure out how to get them to you on time when we're gonna be gone. But it worst case scenario, you'll, you'll get it Wednesday. So, but thank you for turning in. And you can check us out at doublethoughtdimension.com. We have a link to, linked link, tree link tree link tree thing on there, which will take you anywhere you need to go. According to us, our email, our Instagram. Uh, website, RSS feed, all that jazz. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Pod, Apple Apple Podcast. Wow, my tongue was not moving correctly in my mouth. Um, didn't you say you figured out a way to get it on Stitcher too, or is it? Not yes, on I hip? just
1: recently put the podcast on Stitcher. All right, so, so Stitcher. If I used you to have listen on Stitcher. You, to have you can do Stitcher it that way. Too.
0: Um,
1: whatever you're into.
0: Yep, and email. Otherwise, you can email us at. Uh.
1: DT
0: Dimension. DT Dimension at com. I got this. It just takes me a minute. I'm tired. I took a nap right... But, well, not exactly a nap. I laid down with my eyes closed to rest my eyes for a little bit, and now I'm just tired. Sorry, guys. Otherwise, uh, yeah, check out DoubleThoughtDimension.com. Instagram is DT underscore MiracleMonday. And we'll catch you next week.
1: Also, we'd like to thank the listeners. Chelsea, is Izzy. He- and all the rest, whoever listens. I saw Pogo was listening. so, oh, Lori. Thanks again.
0: Ma. Hey, Ma. <laughs> Heard you listening. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll check you guys out uh, again in a week, huh?
1: All right. Thanks. Take it easy.
0: Hey, also, if you want to send us any gambling money for Vegas, please do so because we are a value for value. And if you've gotten any value out of this, feel free to donate whatever amount you feel a- appropriate.
1: Yeah. And we could use that value to turn it into more value. Yes. And it all will Five be... Five bucks
0: might be 500 bucks at uh, Vegas. Yeah. In Vegas, you never know.
1: So uh, there's always that.
0: Feel free to throw some money at us, will you? All right. Take care, guys.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye. Hey,
0: everyone. Do you want to get inspired? I want to get inspired. Let's everybody just get inspired. Miracle, Miracle Mind. Mind.